0: Hey, hey, sister, let's get ready to lace up and level up because we are Hot Girl Walking and Talking. I'm Maggie, your host and hype girl, and girl, happy Thursday. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come hang out with me, empower yourself, change your life, and do the things that you've been wanting to do but you've been holding yourself back from. I want to remind you that the fact that you're here, the fact that you're listening when you could be doing a million other things, that means the world. I know that you're serious about changing your life. I know that you're here to take time for you. So let's do it. As a gentle reminder, if you love what we're doing here at the podcast, please feel free to like, share, subscribe, tell your friends. This episode is going to be all about self-care versus self-love. What are they? What's the difference? Why do we confuse the two? But before we get into that, I don't know if anybody saw my TikTok or my Instagram reel yesterday, uh, but I was talking about using a menstrual cup. And you know what? I was thinking about this, like, am I supposed to be talking about this on here? And then I realized that there's not a breakdown of male versus female listeners that I can see on my podcast, but I'm pretty sure there is one member Of the male species that listens to this podcast, and that is my husband. And he already knows about what's going on with my adventure in learning about how to use the cup. Uh, So I'm going to talk about it. If you are a cup user and you have been using it for a while, you really love it, I want to hear from you. I want to know about your experience. Was it easy from the start? Was there a learning curve? Please. Reach out to me, shoot me an email, hey Maggie at WePrevail.biz, or send me a DM on Instagram, uh, and vice versa. If you have used the cup in the past and you absolutely hated it, I want to hear about that too. I'm very curious because, you know, I put this video out yesterday basically making a joke about how I was afraid that people were gonna be able to tell that I had a cup in, and then the joke was me walking down the aisle at Home Depot just completely out of sorts, moving and wiggling all over the place. And a lot of people had feedback for that video. They were telling me what I was doing wrong, what I should be doing differently. And I could tell that some women were giving some comments that were kind of passive aggressive and just not very helpful, but for the most part, women were trying to be helpful. And it made me realize that this is one of those topics that I just don't really hear about a lot. We definitely don't talk about it, but I have been seeing so many different posts and then I did some research on my own on the, the whole idea behind organic tampons and how they're basically lying to us. The word organic doesn't really mean anything when it comes to tampons. It does not make them healthier or better for your body in any way. So. I was reading that a certain tampon, they're called L tampons, I was using them. I got them at Target. Uh, I got them because I thought they were free of chemicals, which you know, if you're using Tampax or OB tampons, they are packed with chemicals. So maybe you didn't know this, maybe you did. Tampons are not regulated in any way. Nobody is checking to see what these companies are putting in tampons. They're just doing whatever they need to do selling them for way too much money, I think. Like, why Why are tampons and pads so expensive? Have we had that conversation yet? Because that really blows my mind. So not only are they very expensive, but there's no regulation behind them. So they could basically put whatever they want in the cotton in the tampons, on top of the cotton of the tampons. So I switched to organic tampons, thinking that that was better. And now there's been all these articles that have come out basically saying, no, there's still chemicals in organic tampons. And that really scares me. Of course, there have been a lot of studies that have shown long-term harmful effects of the chemicals that they're using in tampons. Uh, But also, if you are somebody who gets really heavy cramping during your period, it could be because of the tampons that you're using. So there's a whole lot of stuff that goes into this. Bottom line, I started doing more research. I'm trying to be as healthy and nice to my body as possible. So once I saw that the organic tampons were also lying to us, I was like, okay, let me give a cup another chance. So I did try a cup a few years ago, and everybody says that it takes a while to get used to it. You have to learn how to use it properly for your body, so don't be upset if there's, you know, some leaking at the beginning. That's totally normal. But when I tried to use the cup a few years ago, I was super impatient. I had some leaking in the first day or two, and I was like, nope, I'm done with this. I threw the whole thing away, and that was that. And, you know, now I look back on it and I'm like, if I just would have been a little bit more patient with myself, if I just would have given it a chance, maybe I would have become a cup person long ago and I would be here just screaming from the rooftops about how much I love cups. But that's not what happened. What happened was that I got impatient, I threw it away, and now I'm giving it another chance. So I'm not promoting the product at all. I'm not affiliated with this cup, uh, but I found one called the Lena Cup. Got it yesterday, which is really strange. So I don't track my periods. I'm not really sure. I know roughly when I'm going to get it, but some people are like down to the hour. They know exactly when it's coming. I am not that woman. And someday I aspire to be that woman, but it's not today. So I wasn't exactly sure when I was going to get my period. It just so happened that I got it yesterday, the same day that the cup arrived. So I read the instruction pamphlet. I get all excited. I tell myself that I am going to do whatever it takes to become a cup person. I am going to be a cup woman. And you know what? Actually, yesterday was really good. It was really easy, a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. I didn't have any leaks. I didn't have any weird surprises. And now we're at day two. And today has not been as easy. It hasn't been as go with the flow, if you will. Oh, I'm sorry if that didn't crack anybody else up. It cracked me up. A little bit okay so yeah there's just been some issues today and like i said i am determined to get on this cup train so i'm gonna keep trying if you are also going through a similar journey girl just keep rolling with it it's not gonna be perfect so yes that's the whole thing that's all i've got to say about cups uh and if you have anything that you want to add please reach out to me because i want to continue this conversation i think this is really important because there are so many misleading uh, marketing tactics, and expenses behind tampons and pads. So if cups are the answer and it's really a, a healthy way to move forward, I'm gonna I'm going to keep trying. I'm not going to give up on this. I'm going to keep talking about it. All right, so that's all I got about that. Let's talk about the main topic today, which is self-care versus self-love. Why are we talking about it? Why does it matter? I know that I have briefly mentioned this on the podcast before, but I get a little perturbed when people conflate the words self-care and self-love, and I'm gonna tell you why right now. So when we talk about self-care, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when somebody tells you that they are practicing self-care? It might be bubble baths, it might be reading a book, it might be lighting some aromatherapy candles or turning on a diffuser, maybe it's going for a walk outside, Whatever it might be, when somebody says self-care, I automatically think bubble baths. And I don't think I came up with that. I don't think I made that connection. I'm pretty sure that's just something that I've been seeing for so long on social media that now that is my physical representation of self-care. And now on the flip side, if I ask you what comes to mind when you think of self-love, what do you think of? And here's what I've found working with clients, talking with tons of women every single day, most women do not have a physical representation of self-love. And I'm not saying that there needs to be a physical representation, but it doesn't elicit the same emotions in the brain the way that self-care does. And I think that that's for a very specific reason. It's because, in my opinion, Society has put self-care on a pedestal and they have made us believe that self-care is the ultimate answer to solving all of our problems. When in reality, self-care doesn't really do anything to help us heal or grow. Okay. So here's what I mean by that. Let's say that you're a really big fan of bubble baths or taking a bubble bath and lighting some candles, spending some time by yourself. That's how you practice self-care. Now, Let me just say, that is awesome. I want you to practice self-care. I want you to take time for yourself. However, self-care is very different from self-love. And if you are on a specific healing and growing journey, self-care is not going to get you there by itself. We could take all of the bubble baths that we want, we could light all of the candles, we could smudge our house with sage every single hour, but it's not going to get us to that point of healing and growing. And because self-care has been put on a pedestal for so long, I think there's a reason that women are becoming very frustrated because they say, well, I'm practicing self-care, why don't I feel any better? And here's the hard truth. Self-care is not the ultimate answer. Self-care makes us feel better in the moment because think about it. If you take a bubble bath or if you are lighting a candle, like an aromatherapy candle, you're listening to relaxing music in the moment that makes you feel better. It helps you relax. It helps to relieve stress but it's not actually tackling any of the issues that we need to inevitably tackle to get to where we want to be and become the person that healed version of ourselves. So again, I want you to practice self-care. I want you to build this into your routine. However, I think we've been misled because the answer to truly healing and growing lies in self-love. And unfortunately, Self-love is not as easy as self-care, which, you know, I say unfortunately, but I'm actually glad that self-love is a tough thing because I truly believe that we need to be willing to do hard things to become the person that we know that we're capable of becoming. So yes, self-love is difficult. It's not just bubble baths and candles and soft music and journaling. Self-love is about digging deep To become that person that you know you deserve to be. So when I talk about self-love, I'm talking about things like practicing forgiveness, being kind to yourself, setting boundaries with toxic people in your life or cutting them out altogether, going to therapy if that's something that you need to do. It's also practicing exercise and nutrition. And I'm not just talking about, you know, taking that 20 minute walk, which that is self-care. Moving your body for 20 minutes a day. I want you to do that. Absolutely. You deserve that. But when I talk about exercise and nutrition for self-love, I am talking about long-term planning Doing things in a very routine type of way so that your body is optimized for long-term healthy success. So yes, moving your body every day, super important. Self-love goes a little bit deeper in that it allows you to be healthy for life. And I think when we talk about self-love, one of the biggest reasons that it hasn't really become the mainstream thing like self-care has is because self-love is all about being able to accept the lovable parts of ourselves and the unlovable parts. So not only is it difficult, but it also requires us to really look inside of ourselves and start to not just fight who we are, not just run away from who we are, but accept who we are as a whole. And that's the good parts and the bad parts. And of course, the ultimate goal is to be able to work with those parts that we don't love so much, while also understanding that it doesn't mean there's something wrong with us. I am not here to tell you that you are broken. I don't believe that you're broken. I don't believe that there's anything wrong with you. However, I do understand, coming from my own place of healing and growth, that in order to become the best version of ourselves, in order to heal and grow, there are parts of ourselves that we need to heal. It's not that there's anything wrong with us, but we may have some unhealthy tendencies, some toxic habits that do need to be addressed and it doesn't have to be in a nasty way. So like I said, one of the biggest facets of self-love is being able to forgive ourselves and treat ourselves kindly. So this is a really huge turning point for a lot of my clients when they start to understand that you can look at the parts of yourself that are unhealthy or toxic and you can work on changing them without beating yourself up or kicking yourself or thinking that it means you're a bad person. Because think about it like this, if you are practicing or you're telling yourself that you're practicing self-love, you're working on healing and growing, but you're angry at yourself for having these parts of you that you're not okay with, how is it possible to actually practice self-love if you are fighting against yourself every part of the way? And this is what I see with almost every client when I first start working with them. It's very easy for them to point out what is quote-unquote wrong with them. And they can tell me and they can show me why they're messed up and who hurt them and why their trauma has done what it's done. And I appreciate that. I think that it's important, but my biggest, one of my biggest and first and foremost goals of working with a new client is getting her to understand that we can talk about these things without being nasty to ourselves. Because part of the reason that we have developed the coping skills the defense mechanisms that we have is because we hate ourselves and we don't deserve to hate ourselves especially as we focus on growth and healing because you can grow and heal in a million different ways you are still you the person you are right now is you this is the only life that we get this is the only body that we get This is the only mind that we get. And yes, we can mold it to become exactly what we want it to be, but it becomes a lot easier when we start to accept who we are right now while continuing to work on who we want to become. I think a lot of us have gotten very comfortable with using self-care almost as a cover-up. Because if we can focus on self-care, especially if we can snap a picture of our bubble bath, we post it to our stories, we say hashtag self-care or whatever it is that we're saying, that makes it seem like we're doing the right thing. It makes us seem like we're on the right path. And again, you are, but there's more to it than that. So, self care is having its moment, but underneath the surface, self love is where it's at. And I'm going to keep preaching about this. And I know I've talked about self love several times before on the podcast, but I'm here to make sure that I'm challenging you and pushing you to become the best version of yourself because that's why you're here. So, I need you right now, girlfriend, I need you to take a solid inventory of your life as it is right now. Are you practicing self care? Are you practicing self-love? Are you possibly using one more than the other? Or are you using one instead of the other? I need you to get really real with yourself about who you are right now and where you're choosing to go and where do self-care and self-love fit into your life? Because if you're taking a bubble bath every night, I love that, I think that's great. But if you're not working on the hard stuff, if you're not processing the hurt If you're not taking the time to understand who you are and make peace with yourself, those bubble baths are only going to get you so far. So here's my challenge to you as you move forward and really understand that both of these things are critical for having a balanced, healthy life. Self-care is critical, self-love is critical. We need to make sure that we're not drowning out one with the other or using one too much and not focusing on the other. So as you move forward in your journey, from this moment forward, I want you to start taking a true inventory of your life. And you might be thinking, well, I'm so busy and I thought I was doing self-care well, but now I know that I need to practice self-love as well. Where does that all fall into the picture? I don't know if I have time. Take a deep breath. Hold on. Let's not put the cart before the horse. Here's what I need you to know, sister. You absolutely have time for both. But if you are worried about scheduling this stuff and if you want to make sure that you're really building it into your life, the best way that you can do that is by truly scheduling it. And some people think I'm crazy when I say that, but it's not crazy. It's actually guaranteeing that you're going to make time for you. The whole point of this podcast, the whole point of you listening is to make time for you. So it might seem silly to schedule a bubble bath into your daily routine or weekly routine, but is it? Is it really silly or are you just afraid that someone might think that? I don't care what anybody else thinks. I care about getting you to the point that you are so in love with life that nothing can bring you down. So I want you to schedule this stuff in. I want you to schedule that hot girl walk. And I want you to listen to this podcast while you're doing it. I want you to take that bubble bath. And even deeper than that, I want you to schedule self-love into your busy life because it's going to make your plate feel lighter. So taking time to practice forgiving yourself, accepting yourself. And at first it might feel like the most difficult thing on the planet and that's okay. It's not supposed to be easy, but I'm here to remind you that you deserve it. You deserve to practice self-care and self-love and to feel amazing. So any questions that you have, please feel free to reach out. I can clarify on anything. Let me know Where are you struggling? Where are you succeeding right now? Let's talk about it. The more that we talk about it, the easier that it becomes because we realize that we're united in this. We're all doing this together. I know you've got this, sister. I want you to take this energy, take it with you throughout the rest of the day. I know that you've got this. You're crushing it. And I will catch you on the flip side.